0: Hello oh, and welcome to episode 17 of a Long Drive Home podcast with Alf Male Tea Party. Uh, this episode is with Lags from Gallows. I know, Gallows, amazing. One of my, my favourite bands. Um, so this was such a cool chat. Lags is the top bloke and he spent what seems like an eternity in the music industry. So he's got some brilliant stories uh, from his time. Not only Gallows, but also in Crocodile and Gold Key. Um, I actually don't think he mentions Gold Key. I think all their shows must have been great. But that's not what you're here for. You're here for the bad shows. And he's got plenty of them. Um, so, yeah. Couple of technical difficulties. Blah, 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 blah. So I don't talk as much. I'll be pleased to hear. Um, give us five stars on iTunes, won't we? Go on. Go on. On with the show.
1: Is everyone recording ISO
0: just in case this fucks up?
1: No. No. So we'll just see what
0: happens. <laughs> there we go. Utterly professional to the end. Well
1: sorry, like this might this
0: might be a this might be a total waste of your time,
1: Lags. Like, sorry, mate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this band is a total waste of all of our time. So um so there we are. How are you, Lags, mate? Are
2: you alright? I'm alright, yeah. um running around left my laptop at work. Uh my laptop charger, so I feel a bit. i managed to quickly make a drink. But, um, good Yeah, I'm all right.
1: What's your tipple? <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna. I, I'm, that looks like a gin and tonic. Am I right?
2: That's, you're right. Yeah.
1: Is it a strong one?
2: It's a double. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Very good. Oh, <laughs> beautiful.
2: Yeah.
0: We're. Um. I'm. I'm sorry to drag you away from the pub. Um. Lugs, yeah. You know what? Because.
2: It's pub day, isn't it? It's national pub day today, and it looked too much. It's too much. Too many people in one spot.
3: Um, Yeah, I mean, I saw I saw a a Weatherspoons with uh, like outside tables Mm. and like a big, like sort of marquee that they'd set up to kind of, you know, invite the punters in, and it just it didn't look very appealing, to be honest. There was someone sat there on their own, just with a lager shandy, and I thought, "You've been waiting for months for this, haven't you, you poor thing?"
1: <laughs> there was an actual queue outside um, Yorin World this th- this morning. <laughs> Yorin World is 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 the my the nickname for my local because everyone <laughs> there smells of piss. thought um, oh <laughs> <laughs> there was literally there was literally about four fellas waiting to get in. <laughs> yeah, are going to bang that front door down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For half a pint of mild. I saw a fairly uh, questionable image on the internet, which was just a, yeah, um, a pop-up tent outside of Wetherspoons in Kent. <laughs> um, it could have been doctored. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but there we are. Well, happy pub day, everyone. Uh, none of us are there, so that's good. Um, but we're here, and we're here with you, Lags, and we're here to talk about... Your worst gigs. Um, Before I before I start asking you about your worst gigs, um, I wanted to talk about one of I. Well, I feel you might disagree, but what I feel one of your could be one of your best gigs that I saw you do. uh, Headline the lockup at at, uh, Leeds in two thousand and eight with Gallows, which was um, it was unbridled chaos. It was so much fun, and then you ended up your cab. Um, You probably remember this better than me, but your cab ended up stay sort of crowd surfing at the end of the set. And then Martin from Falls, who you've known, was inside the cab and and then people were (laughs) shouting shouting (laughs) to set it on fire. So people were like, set it on fire, let's take it to the fucking killers. And he was like, no, fuck, fuck, fuck. So um, Uh, I liked it for that. And I also liked it because it's a great set.
3: Um, I'd be curious as to how, but I was just going to say that I'd be very curious to see what the instant flammability of a, of a guitar cab would be in that situation. I think it would take quite a few lighters to get that cab actually properly on fire. And if not, then whoever manufactures the cab needs to seriously work on their fire retardancy. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> Agreed. It's a real pleasure to have you on because I, I just basically, I want to hear about your, I definitely want to hear about your shittest gigs because I've seen a couple of brilliant Gallows shows. Um, and I know obviously with your time in Gold Key and Crocodile as well. Um, I'm just, I just want to pick, we just want to pick your brains, man. So yeah. um as as I've as I've told you as I've sort of told you before we started recording, um, keep your worst for last, uh, and we're going to sit in and hopefully
2: enjoy or grimace along with the ride. So,
0: what have you got for us?
2: Matt? Right. So I don't know how to measure them in terms of scale, worst to most horrendous, um, but I have. I have prepared, So made a yeah, quick list.
1: We're going to get some gold
2: here i mean i don't know like there's the time i knocked myself out at nottingham rock city which was um we were on tour of every time i die and and you know those guitar windmills where you kind of spin it behind you and it goes over yeah. your head and all that kind of stuff so it was, it was just basically like that was like just one of the things i'd do and every you know i've, I've done it a few times where the guitar would just fly off snap the neck you know the strap breaks whatever but this time, as the guitar came round, it full on closed <laughs> me on the back of my head, and I just—I don't actually remember the—I don't remember getting hit by it, but I just remember waking up or coming to side stage with like Keith from every time I dive, like a, a wet sponge on my head and just like blood on the floor. So I don't—I don't quite remember what happened, but there was a video of it as well, and so my buddy. My best friend V Man, who's actually the bass player in Slipknot now, but he was our tech, my guitar tech for that tour. And what's great about the video is like before I even hit the ground, he's he's running over. Amazing. I've never seen him run that fast either. So he was literally just there, like straight in there, making sure I'm okay. Before I even hit the ground, it was that's, amazing. That's, that's a, a that's a man who's track. earned his earned his salary right there. there,
3: that's for sure. <laughs>
2: exactly, yeah, exactly. Um,
3: that I mean that's one of my favorite things to do is to watch the, those videos of those guitar flips fails fails yeah. um, but I mean that's quite a spectacular fail to be fair
2: Did yeah you... it was a it was a weird show to be honest the whole thing like before that um I think we were having like a few issues with the monitors and so <laughs> I, I think Frank like kicked the monitor off stage and the. Uh, the guy, the monitor guy was not happy, and he, and he ran over and then pushed Frank off stage. Oh God! So and obviously it's, <laughs> it was like a, it's a venue like run by Hell's Angels, <laughs> and so we were, we were just like, this is not going to end well. And and I mean, luckily, I think it kind of like we got away with it. But it's just so many. I mean, so many memories of fights during Gallows gigs. I remember <laughs> like an early show we did. Uh, we were playing in Watford, and um, so, right, in Watford, there used to be, like, a, quite a good scene. Like, loads of kids would come out to shows, and we were doing gigs. At a, you just, like, find venues, like, back rooms of pubs, like, old scout halls, that kind of stuff. So we are doing this in a, in a railway club. So one side is, like, old boys just drinking, like, pints, and then you go through to the other side, It's like, a tiny little – it looks a bit like um, – oh god what's that tv show phoenix Uh, Nights. phoenix Nights. yeah (laughs) it's a phoenix Nights setup anyway so play the show and what would tend to happen is like obviously with all these kids congregating you'd always get like an element of um people who just want to come to cause trouble so like during the show like we're playing playing the set and, like, the fire escape door just bursts open. And, like, a gang of these kids just come in and just start fighting. And literally just the whole, like, venue erupts. And and, in, and for some reason, like, the, the chairs in this place are, like, all wicker chairs. And so, like, we just, our mate, like, he came running out of nowhere with this wicker chair and just, like, twatted one of them with it. And, like, ever since then, we just call him a wicker man. So... It's, uh, it's, it's a good one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah, the fighting thing was just kind of like, there was a time we played with Barfly and for some reason it was just as gallows were kind of blowing up so they they thought they'd have to get like security and And so we had like, uh, you know the Barfly in London, it's really small. Mm. The, Cam- um, the Camden met- one. Camden one, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and there was like a row of security between us and uh mm-hmm. and the front, and one of our buddies, in fact, he was like the bass player in November Coming Fire. I don't even remember that band, sick band. But anyway, he was he was there, and he was just like having a good time, basically. And one of the security guards just grabbed him mm-hmm. by the neck. Cause he was going for it too much. And then again, this is I remember this because I've just seen the footage. Often someone was filming it. So whilst the security's got him in a headlock, I then grab the security guard <laughs> and try and get him in a headlock. And then another security guard comes on and grabs me. <laughs> and then like Frank grabs him. And so it's like
1: It's like it, it like 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 a human centipede
2: of headlocks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean that that's just that's just some of the kind of Oh. Fighting stuff happen. It was a lot of that kind of stuff.
3: I, I, I'd kind of, I'm kind of jealous, really. I wish we were a bit more fighty.
2: Maybe. Well, that's the thing. I'm not fighty at all. But yeah, it's definitely in the moment. Do you know what I mean? Especially, I mean, we've dealt with a lot of security guards who, who let's just say, are kind of like abuse their power a little bit. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think, at, yeah, at a gallows show. You've got. To, realize there's going to be a lot of pushing around and whilst it looks really violent everyone's kind of looking out for each other and having a good time but you know you we find ourselves playing gigs um you know i'd I'd say like more corporate kind of gigs where it's like a an energy drink or or some kind of like brand so it's not really like they're not really used to having like punk bands it's kind of so those kind of shows would always descend into chaos like you know we'd have to escape out the back and we'd have security like chucked out and uh they'd call their mates and try and turn our van over oh, um you. and we'd have to like be had get like a cab out and and our crew would have to try and get the van out and stuff, so. no. is that just yeah.
3: born out of just like a, a lack of preparedness or a lack of understanding of what to I think,
2: expect i think it's a lack of understanding like if you would play these gigs and i remember Back in those days, um, I mean, everyone's tattooed now, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think when we first kind of came on the scene, it was less common. And so like a lot of the time they, they look at us almost like, like a challenge, do you know what I mean? Like they'll see Frank and be like, oh yeah, he looks like he wants to fight kind of thing. Nah, and yeah, yeah. There's a real sense of us and them with the with security, um, and that happened like loads, I and mean, then sometimes like I mean, I mean, it got to a point where we'd hire our own security to do festivals, um, just because they knew how to handle it, and yeah, basically.
1: Crikey! Wow, things are expensive as well.
2: Yeah, but I think I, t- I, think it was it's necessary to make sure there's no hiccups. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. totally. Um, like, so they knew everyone. They knew like, I mean, there's there definitely. Again, like caught. I mean, my mum filmed uh, filmed this at Reading Festival once. Like, so I end of a set, I got in the crowd with my guitar, and um, the security guy was kept pulling me back, and I was like trying to. I was trying to say to him, "So, I want to get. Him, I'm trying to get in the crowd." you know what I mean? But he kept pulling me back, <laughs> and so I kind of like walked off stage, and then took my guitar off, and like. Gave him a little tap with it. And and my mum filmed it. Yeah, yeah My mum filmed it. I was a bit stronger than that, actually. Um But my mum my mum basically filmed the whole thing and I just kinda of, like stormed off and and Frank came down and had a go with a security guard and stuff, but like she was gonna put it online. Like my mum puts all all the gigs she films online. She was just like, I'm not gonna put this one on. But yeah, that, that security guard was fucking and he was so angry as well. Like, I remember he was, like, screaming at me right at the end of the show, going, like, you know, I'm calling the police, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. Not bad. And, and, yeah, I <laughs> remember, like, there was, like, a bit where the stage manager got me and him in a room to, like, kind of, like, just, you know, like, shake hands and be like, yeah, okay, it's done. And I remember he nearly broke my fucking hand, man, like, when he shook it. Fuck it was so painful. God. He was, like, just, like <laughs> that was his revenge. But Power play. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Don't fuck with me, mate. It's mad though Uh,
3: because you you kind of think like with like when you're doing concert security, you you sort of have to – there's certain things that you have to expect that are going to happen and, and, you know, you you either go, well, let's just handle this in a safe way or let it happen and know that people are relatively – like they know what's going on. It's like for you at a show doing something like that – that's probably not uncommon for you to like, let's get in the crowd, you know, and that's not, yeah. it's not an unreasonable thing for a fucking rock performer to want to do, is it? Nah, really?
2: not at all. Um, I mean, there's always been like before every gig, our tour manager would always have a, there'd be like a security meeting, but I guess, you know I mean, so, they might have their own rules, especially when it's mm. like a, when you're kind of like, you're not really the main attraction. You're just like one of the bands of like one of, 100 bands playing that day or whatever so but yeah I mean I've got I've got plenty more bag gigs. I just wanted to ask you about
0: um, the Warped tour I don't know how many times um, you did it I know you did it a couple but in terms of in terms of the security there and what you sort of had to um, and obviously you guys were mostly a floor show in the on the Warped tour anyway from the footage I've seen so what was the security like with you there because I've heard Tales, But I don't know exactly what it would, you know, what Warped Tour is like for a band like Gallows.
2: Um, I mean, Warped Tours are actually like some, it's weird because some states you play, you're not allowed to curse on stage. What? So yeah. you could, I can't remember where, like it might be Florida or something, like you're not allowed to say any rude words. And back in those days, like most of, uh, most Gallows songs, yeah. Kind of like had a lot of effing in. But um I mean it was it was right in the whole like, the worst thing about walk tour is that you didn't know what time <laughs> you were gonna play. Fine. So so after every walk tour show or after every day, like there'd be like a big barbecue of like drinks and stuff like that. And you know, if if, if it's a short drive then a lot of the time the bands would just kinda of, like just go hard, like going until like four or five AM drinking, partying, whatever and so you'd kind of like i remember being in my bunk and then our tour manager would come in and be like yeah you're on in half an hour and i was like oh my god so i'm like getting out going to the stage like 11 30 like you know a lot of a lot of time like there's no one's even like come in i remember i did this one show where like the night like you know we just got really on it basically and I spent the whole gig just like puking. <laughs> I'm just like, I kept, obviously, it's like with, at that time as well, but there's not that many people there. So we obviously got in the crowd, but I just kept running to the side. Like we had wireless units. So I was, I was just, like, ducking around, just being sick everywhere, like nonstop. <laughs> it was horrendous.
3: Oh, mate.
2: But yeah, apart from that, it was it was good fun.
3: Um, can I ask a question about that? Like, were you yeah. able to keep playing while you were while you were throwing up?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think in gallows, like for different reasons, we'd always one of us would always end up being sick. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's, it's kind of part of Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Belter. <laughs> um. Uh, it's, i've got more do you want more, more absolutely, absolutely of course yeah. man. um so southwest southwest um you guys know southwest southwest so it's in yeah. austin texas um very kind of like industry based and we one of the shows mm. we had was it's huge like in the park like the big park in austin set up like a giant stage And it was supporting Mastodon, and we were like, This is amazing. Like, we're like the first on the lineup to play Mastodon. But what they didn't tell us is directly before us, there was like a kiddies picnic. (laughs) So, and they had like bands like playing kids' music. So it was like kids' (laughs) bands. So, The first four or five, so there's an actual silkscreen poster of the show, which I've got. And it's like us, on like a bunch of different bands. And then it's like these bands called like the kiddie Sips and like like just weird names, basically. But anyway, so they're all like songs about like, you know, the alphabet and things (laughs) like that. And then we basically came on and the whole crowd is just family, like with their kids having like picnics literally everywhere and like, and i remember frank was like yeah i think you're gonna learn some new words today <laughs> and, and yeah it was uh it was a weird one because at that time as thought no one had come to see us do you know what I mean and we we're still a new band so like as the day progressed like you know everyone came like it was packed for macedon obviously but yeah we were just our crowd like a huge stage and it was just families Two, three four-year-olds yeah families. Having picnics yeah and i am mean, there's photos of it as well where like you can see like mums just covering the ears of the children and stuff mm. like that
3: that's amazing did you have any fallout from that specifically did anyone sort of like
2: no i mean I, it's it's the most stupid billing i could think of do you know what i mean like incredible there's no wasn't even like progression kind of thing. Like, it'd be all right if I put like maybe like a pop punk band or something. Yeah, just like, to warm it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just straight in with gallows, Like, I mean, the clue, kind of the clues in the name as well, really. No, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Can I just uh, say, as a father, of, as a father of one, um, <laughs> that sounds like my ideal day, because then my three-year-old gets <laughs> the kid stuff, and then I get gallows and mustard yeah, stuff. Is-
2: that's I think like that probably was like a, a bit of relief. Do you know what I mean?
3: Yeah. A little, uh, a little, yeah. A little break from the alphabet would be nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. It does. It does kind of, obviously not even remotely on this, not even remotely on the same scale. One of our like first, what well, if we did a, a sort of similar show, do you remember Greg on our first ever tour?
1: Yeah. I was, I was just about to say the same, the same thing, but go on, Tom. Yeah.
3: Um, the, we we sort of uh opened or played quite early in a sort of like local small town sort of rock festival that my friend was putting on and like the audience was basically an, an empty an empty beer garden apart from a few picnic tables with uh a, a woman definitely in her 70s um a couple of women in their 70s some kids um kicking a like a, a balloon around and other similar things i think there might have been a couple of dogs um, but we didn't suffer from the same thing as you because we didn't have any swears in a, any of our songs on account of us not singing so um, but they all still looked very confused <laughs> yeah exactly there was
1: lots of like bearded prog dads there wasn't who came up at the end was like ooh, ooh, oh i'm yeah. like you sound like rush it's like no we fucking don't man <laughs> <laughs> like loads like loads, of, um, loads like loads of, loads of kids doing like knee slides you know <laughs> onto the stage
3: which is quite phoenix <laughs> nights actually i suppose yeah. belter anyway it's not about us <laughs> um what what else you got for us then life?
2: Oh, so this one year we did great skates i think it was the first year we did it um again for those who don't know it's like a, another kind of industry loads of labels and stuff come down to brighton and fans are playing everywhere um and then we were head i think we were headlining the whole thing like is that uh comedia i think is that venue in brighton it's quite big but it was, it was Foles and then us so we were like the last right. band and like we were going at 1am and um it was the whole day had been pretty chaotic and like even the venue was just kind of like it was mad and so we get there and you know we're like getting ready to go on stage and I think we were just talking about like yeah you know just fucking it all off do you know what I mean because we're kind of like getting a bit sick of the sick of that weekend so we're just like yes you know let's just not bother playing whatever but (laughs) anyway we went on stage right at the end of the night everyone's tired kind of like had enough but um we're playing the show so the first song and uh i turn around after the song and like everyone's like the rest of my band have gone the rest of the gallows have like left the stage and i'm like oh they've oh we're yeah we're just calling it do you know what I mean so i just start like trashing everything and so i'm like pulling amps down like throwing the microphones into the, st- uh, into the crowd like mic stands in the crowd <laughs> just like you know drum kit everywhere and I'm like yeah you know this what a statement and I was like it's amazing and as I was, like, come off like the rest of the guys come back on it's like yeah we're coming back on now Steph hit his head but he's all right we're going to finish the show and I was like oh my god you're kidding me so I'd, by that point like I'd already like Laid waste to my side oh, of the stage. Oh no! And uh, and so what had happened, which I hadn't seen, like I think <clears throat> Stu accidentally because Stu and Steph were on the same side, so they were both stage left. Stu had accidentally hit Steph um, during the track, and so the rest of the guys ran off to see how he's doing to make sure he's okay. Yeah. But I missed the whole thing, and I <laughs> thought I thought was, we were like making a statement of just like yeah, fuck <laughs> this. Fuck shit. Say so, yeah, I was like. <laughs> So that was pretty embarrassing for me because I was just like on the microphone just telling everyone we're all cunts and we're not coming back. Do you know what I mean? All this kind of stuff. I and mean, then I sheepishly have to come back on and like try and <laughs> fix everything.
3: <laughs> That's the ultimate walk of shame. That's yeah, incredible. <laughs> How did the rest bad. of the band
2: react? But, I mean, they didn't really know it. Do you know what I mean? Because they, they were off stage anyway. Right. But we had crew as well. So they they quickly like helped put it back together. But... <laughs> it was it just it must have looked so weird for people Like they must have been so confused as to what was going on so fucking rock and roll man yeah <laughs> but like, a similar thing as well like we did a show our first ever show in spain was um resurrection festival which is like a big kind of like punk hardcore metal festival yeah um and we were playing it was quite late we were playing after snuff and before Converge
3: right which is
2: is, yeah it's also quite like it kind of makes sense as the bands go on but anyway and that like back then I was really into like seafood and so we were playing like touring in like um, Spain Portugal and and I was just eating all the mussels squid do you know what I mean (laughs) but just pure bottom feeders basically
3: yeah yeah
2: and by the time we got to Resurrection, I was just like, I couldn't I could barely stand. up. Like, my legs were shaking. <laughs> I felt so ill. And so I was like, okay, show must go on. Get on stage. First song. And after about like, I mean, you know, like when you play a gig, the first track, you, you're really, you get really into it because you know your that adrenaline yeah. really kicks in.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So I'm like, you know, just going for it. But I I can't – I could barely, like, stand up. And i I dive guitar first into the floor, just snap snap my neck, everything. And that was, like – Frank hadn't even sung a word at that point. So (laughs) it was, like – and obviously, you know, as soon as that happens, I'm, like, I just got to fucking – I just gotta go a bit and just start trashing everything. Do you know what I mean? Seems to be my go to. So like I trash the guitar, chuck the guitar in the crowd, uh, managed to get a spare guitar, then you know, carry on my gig and the gig's fine. But I remember coming off stage and like I think it was like Ben from Converge was like, That's the craziest shit I've ever seen, man. Do you know what I mean? like to everyone else it just looked like I was just like smashed my guitar like straight away, do you know what I mean? <laughs> the first a thing reaction I did. yeah
3: i love that it's like yeah they don't know that i've actually got food poisoning
2: <laughs> yeah. and uh... <laughs> yeah it's like it's everyone else like was just like bad you're fucking crazy man do you know i like, like... they, they couldn't believe it but
3: i, f- I feel like you're a, you're a magician and you're revealing how you do your big trick to us at the no, moment no. with that one
2: <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's like yeah, I'm kinda of like revealing the chaos behind the chaos basically.
3: I mean it's it's kind of in a way like I sort of quite I find that quite charming that, that you know it was it was I've got to find a way to just style out this uh this, oh, you've got this, always, this, this this
2: bout of sickness. Yeah, you've got you've got to do what you can. You've got to work with what you've got basically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What a masterclass. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm try, trying to think what else. I'm going. I'm going through the list here. <laughs> um, I mean, like back in the day, we'd always play all dayers where something would go wrong. So I mean, we we headlined all dayer in Norwich, and I remember the journey there. So we had we we're using this van, and uh, you know about touring in old vans, basically. Like the it was so cold. And so for an icy outside, but our windscreen wipers froze. And so we couldn't see out for the, wow. the van. So we actually had to like pull over to the side and like, as we all got out, you know, trying to like sort the situation out basically um, turned around and there was a, a sign that basically said, uh, like warning soft verge. Oh, At, and the van was sinking. Oh, into, no. like, the ground. Yeah, yeah, So we were all, like, pushing it out. And I remember Stu, it was around Christmas time. Stu, our bass player, he just, um, his brother got him these, like, bright white leather converse.
1: <laughs>
2: and, like, they got absolutely ruined, basically. Because, obviously, like, <laughs> mud's going everywhere. But when we got to the gig, so after all that, it was in Norwich, driving from Watford to Norwich. <laughs> Get there, and it was, like, back room of a pub. We're, we're meant to be headlining, and you know, 20 hardcore bands, whatever, playing it overruns. I remember Your Demise on just before us, and they were like, Look, just use all our stuff, just plug your guitars in and go. So, we, we went up, plugged everything in, we managed to play half a song, and that was it. Like, the people that owned it just came mm-hmm. and shut, switched all the power off. Oh, god. Uh, what, what was cool about it is that. With just the drums and vocals, and all the kids knowing the words, they we just did the whole half of it, just like singing along.
3: <laughs> Brilliant!
2: And it was pretty, it was pretty good. But like to go all that way to play half a song and yeah, deal with that—that's pretty. <laughs> easy.
3: It Kind of reminds me of uh, of the story of when uh, Bruce Springsteen and Paul McCartney tried to do a song together in Hyde Park, and uh, Bruce Springsteen's getting all excited because he's never he's never sung with Paul McCartney before and they like get the power shot off in into the like the, the first chorus or something like that oh no yeah <laughs> um, oh. i guess in the back a back room of a pub in norwich is a slight, slightly different uh,
0: uh, I do have a power off story, not as um, not as hardcore as a literal hardcore all day, but I uh, drove the Lightning Seeds gear to a festival in uh, I think it was Ramsbottom, Bottom um, about three four years ago, and they were headlining, and they the band on before I believe were not the Kooks, another another fucking shit indie band from that oh, time, wow. uh, not the View, Pigeon Detectives. There we are. They uh, overran like quite heavily, um, so um, they kept having to cut songs from the set. Anyway, it gets to the last song, and they've been told curfew's dead on ten o'clock. Get to ten o'clock, there will be no power. You, you know, your power will be shut off. And they were like, "Yeah, it's fine." Anyway, uh, their last song is Three Lions," and that was the. It was two thousand and eighteen when england had done quite well in the world cup got to the semi final that song was everywhere so the keyboards are in it's like 958 i'm looking at the other <laughs> driver going this isn't going to fucking finish and so the keyboards are in and then the drum you know the drum it i mean it's coming bang on the word home power dies fucking brilliant that's what everyone's
2: there for no singing i'll let you carry on sorry As uh, I mean, there you go. It can happen to lightning seeds, it can happen to anyone. I'm trying (laughs) to really. But yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Um, So my... I mean, should I just go to the most horrendous? This is in my opinion.
3: Yeah, In your opinion. uh, Well, I'll tell you what. You'll deliver the story and we'll let you know if we think your opinion's uh, valid on on whether it's the most
2: horrendous one. (laughs) To to me, it's, it's not like... It's not anything kind of um, exciting or there's not action or anything like that, but it was if you're playing a gig it you don't want this to happen basically. Right. So crocodile, we're playing Metal Days in Slovenia. And Metal Days is like this big metal festival. It's beautiful setting, like there's like lakes you can go swimming in. Um and we're on the main stage. I think we're on just before anvil um incredible but we're kind of like you know we're we're setting up on stage blah 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 our drummer dan ford he plays drums in sixth
3: yeah yeah great drummer.
2: and um yeah he so he's mm. he knows his stuff do you know what i mean so like getting everything ready plugging in the click track plugging in like all the samples of like amps doing it all and, like, you know, it's main stage in the crowd. There's like people with like blow up crocodiles. Like, you know, it's, <laughs> it, it looks like it's going to be a great gig, basically. And we're all kind of like super excited to be there, you know, having a great time. Get on stage, our intro music comes on, and we're, like, you know, like, crowd getting into it. We're like thinking, oh, you know, have a great gig, guys. It's going to be amazing. And so we all like get on stage, uh, you know, excited, you know, pumping our fists. It's going to be amazing. And as soon as the uh, (laughs) the intro stops, which is like a really epic orchestral intro, uh, the click track comes out of front of house. It's (laughs) the loudest thing you've ever heard in your life. Love it. And for Uh... for me, like we had to like you know start restart the whole gig. Um, it was like it was insane do you know what I mean to be there like basically you know like when we plug everything in it was just like I think Dan was saying like the colours didn't match or something like it was like different or whatever but for me like that was it was a tough one to come come back from do you know what I mean yeah of course because it it just 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 like like
1: just a cowbell at like
2: one hundred and thirty decibels. Yeah. But honestly, it was louder than the intro as well.
3: Oh my god! It was, that's it, a was a any...
2: the la- it was the loudest thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. joking. <laughs> <No, laughs> <no>, Click track solo. <laughs> fucking hell. So yeah, so, to me that's the most. Um, that was the most horrendous, basically, because like, it's yeah. There's no styling it out. Do you know? No,
3: no, and you have to stop. That there's nothing you can yeah. do. You have to stop. And and also the other thing is as well is it it's like you're it's like a big reveal to the crowd that oh yeah, we're running clip tracks as
2: well. Which yeah. is like
3: you, you kinda want to keep that under wraps a little bit, you know, because you are letting the
2: crowd behind the curtain.
3: Yeah, exactly. And it just sort of yeah. Oh, grisly. Especially so, yeah, when you're about... getting all pumped up and you're like, Yeah, come on, let's go, let's go. And oh,
2: then... so it was beautiful weather huge crowd like it it was crushing so how did the show sort of go after that (sighs) you know what i didn't get much better to be honest (laughs) so i (laughs) i used like the the stage gear and my amp um (laughs) for about four songs amp just stopped working and no one could get it back up like had like every stage manager everyone's stage trying to like sort it and you know, when you're like there and you're like, you're kind of like, you're playing, but nothing's coming out. But it's like, what else can you do? Do you know what I mean? You're doing, you're doing that like,
1: oh my
2: God. For <laughs> about four <laughs> songs. So it wasn't, I had a great time there. But, um, and you know what, like, having said that, when the gig was working, it was it was wicked. But I, I mean, I, it was cursed from the get go. Do you know what yeah. I mean? The second that happened, like, it was there's no walking away from that gig thinking you smashed it do you know what I mean yeah literally oh. the only way like we could have somehow turned it around is if someone in the crowd had died and then the music brought him back to life <laughs> That's probably the only way that I could have turned around <laughs> to make it like a, a successful show. Um,
3: I'm surprised you didn't go for your uh, your trademark smash the stage up.
2: You know, it wasn't my gear, so I would have felt a bit bad about it. Right, that.
3: yeah, fair play. <laughs> <laughs> Ruin the festival for everyone else after you because you've trashed yeah. the back
2: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, someone said to your that's Anvil's set up. You just trashed it as well, probably. So. <laughs> So, I could have been doing a favour.
3: Yeah, I mean, possibly. I'm, I'm amazed that Anvil were actually playing this. Was this before or after the Anvil biopic? Oh, was after. Yeah. When did that? Yeah, was
2: that was quite? Was that like it, late nineties or early two thousands or something that came out? No, it's like mid two thousands, I reckon.
3: Yeah. So they probably started playing shows off the back of that, I guess. Again,
2: really. I think yeah, bear cut. It was like bear resurgence. I mean, I'm trying to think who else played like. Devon Towns then played as well. Oh, nice! Back yeah, it was good. It's a wicked festival. We just ruined it for everyone.
3: <laughs> and that's how. That's what it says on all the reviews <laughs> from that year as well. Great, <laughs> yeah. it had a great time, but Crocodile <laughs> ruined it.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got it. <Just laughs> totally busted. <laughs> yeah. Busted everyone's eardrums with about piercing. Oh,
3: <laughs> Jesus Christ! Was it like the sort of traditional like Pro Tools click as well? That's yeah, like, really yeah. high pitched. Oh. Yeah,
2: it was it was savage. You know what I mean, it, I kind of feel sorry for Dan to have to play with that in his ear. To be honest, oh, brutal, was brutal.
3: Yeah,
2: but yeah, I think that to me, on a personal level, that's like the worst thing that's happened to me on stage. It,
3: it... It's funny that that is the worst thing for me, given like what you've told us about other things, like splitting your head open and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, um, but that there's a of there's rock and roll coolness to it. You know I guess mean? that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I, everyone listening to this podcast, I'm like, that lag guy's a dickhead. <laughs> but I mean, the way I see it, like for, for that, you know, not only are you letting people behind the curtain, like I said, like the whole band thing, but having to like restart the gig... It it just you know, it just put everything out basically like Did you play the the intro music again then? Just to, to... You No, know, I don't know. I think I blocked the rest of it out. Right, yeah, fair play. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah, again, do you know what I mean? Like how can you, I don't know how we came back came back on stage. It was like I think we just kinda of like stood there, wondered what the fuck just happened and then you know, do we go back off? do we wait until it gets, do we just pretend nothing happened? Do you know what I mean? It was rough. Grizzly stuff. But like, do, do you know what? I'm going to say this, like Dan Ford's I've been, one of the most professional uh, musicians I've ever played with. So like, this is literally one in a million incident for him, I reckon.
3: Yeah. So is he <laughs> entirely responsible for plugging or sorting all the track out and all that stuff then?
2: Yeah, like, I think he just, I think the colours normally like the... Um, I don't know. I can't... One, one day I'll ask him about it. Too
3: traumatic, isn't it?
2: Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it ever again. To yeah, I
3: know. Well, you've got it out now. This is the thing. This is what we would say about this podcast. is It's about therapy as much as anything else. So, you know, <laughs> we're really happy that you could share that horrendous uh, memory uh, with us and our massive dedicated... Number of followers who listen to this podcast.
2: Excellent.
1: <laughs> Technology, I fucking use it. Jesus. <laughs> um,
3: have you have you any any more for any more for us? Or is, is that your is that your crowning? Um,
2: I mean, there's there's obviously the usual like we played a show in Jacksonville, I only sold one ticket, that kind of <laughs> stuff. Great. I'm just Whoa. mad to think that, like, I remember Frank being on stage and being like, "You didn't even have a mate to bring with you; <laughs> just for one ticket." So, I mean, <laughs> slagging the only member of
3: the audience to their face for having so... no
2: friends. <laughs> <laughs> Belter, but yeah. I don't think there's much else to be really It's like, I'm wrapping my brains. I've played so many shows and I, I remember at the time thinking they've been like the worst show I've ever played, but, you know, they, they probably weren't that bad, to be honest.
3: <laughs> well, this um, is a, a thing that we've realised also doing this podcast is um, sometimes when you actually try and work <laughs> out oh, what were the worst shows you ever played, you... You realise that there's actually no story to them at all. It's just like, oh, it was just shit. And, yeah, exactly. And there's, there's, you know, there's nothing really remarkable to to speak of. But uh, they were some absolute bangers. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Uh, Thanks, I think we'll, we'll probably we need, um, s-
1: we, need we, we, we need a good gig. The tradition, from all the guests that we have a, a your best gig.
2: My best has- gig. Um, obviously, playing with Rage Against the Machine at uh, Pinsbury Park was a great gig. That's pretty cool, amazing. Yeah, um, it was just such a good atmosphere, yeah. and to be picked by Rage, and we did like you know we played a few shows of them, and uh, like hanging out, chatting to those guys.
1: Oh, it's fucking, mate,
2: it's fucking surreal. I like there was, We did a show in. We played them in Ireland and this, no word of a lie, like, they're one of those bands where when you're watching the shows and you think about how much you love the songs, you can almost feel yourself crying, do you know what I mean? It's like, you get really emotional just because you're like, I remember like me and Stu were watching them side stage in Ireland, we were just like, I think I'm going to cry. And he's like, yeah, yeah, me too. It's just like, the songs are so good. They, they do it so well but and the atmosphere is always just so electric you know I mean you get really kind of like caught into it it was like it was great so I think like you know touring with rage Gallows played some shows um two years ago we hadn't played in four or five years and it was really cool to uh, to get back on stage together and um, and it was really fun because I, I feel like sometimes being in a band, especially when it gets serious, it, there's an element of, like, you're trying to sell something all the time. Um, so, like, especially when, you know, Gallo's signed to a major label, then everything from then was, like, promoting a record or we're selling something, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? You almost become, like, um, like, salesman, do you know what I mean? It's, like, mm-hmm. it, it feels like a tour was, like, being, like, a, a door-to-door salesman where you're just, like, <laughs> hey, buy this, buy you know, when you record it. Yeah, yeah, so so it's great to do that but not have anything to sell and like go play gigs and like (laughs) someone be like oh what you know what interviews do you want to do like we don't do any interviews amazing do you mean it was just like we just want to play the gig and hang out and have a laugh so i think that that kind of that brought it back down to what it felt like being in a band i mean so it felt like i was going full circle basically so that was really fun
3: that sounds um sounds great i mean i guess that's like is, is was, was sort of one of the pitfalls of becoming a successful rock band is is it seems almost inevitable that you're going to get slightly detached from that original kind of impetus to be in a band um so it's nice to actually have that opportunity to be a band of like gallows size and get to feel that again but I mean, fucking, out playing with Rage Against the Machine—like there aren't too many people that get to say that they've done that. That's pretty, pretty rad.
2: Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's if again, like in Ireland, like we we're in our dressing room, and my family came out to the show—my mum and dad—and I actually think like Frank and Steph's mum came out, and our drummer's parents came out as well to Ireland for the show. <laughs> So they all went over together and we're in the dressing room. Um and uh Tom Morello, fuck, I nearly forgot his name, that's really bad. <laughs> Cover out. Um yeah, so Tom Morello came into the dressing room and he's like, We're having um having a table tennis tournament after the show. Amazing. Uh Obviously. So, like you got you guys are welcome, like, you know, come come play. So like, okay, cool. So it was after the, after the gig, we all go to this huge, like, kind of, uh, just like, a, I think it used to be, it was, like, a catering area, but they took away all the tables and chairs. And they had, like a, like, a rage, like, table tennis set up with, like, the big red star in the middle. Amazing. So it was, like, <laughs> their own thing. And do you know what I mean? Like, when, when Tom rose like, yeah, come, come play table tennis, do you think it's going to be, like, a, a relaxed? Yeah kind of mate i tell you what man like tom and zach so it's like a proper tournament all the bands like teams like you know like i've got photos of zach playing with lee our drummer and stuff like it was, <laughs> it's so fucking weird but they fucking slay at table tennis it is insane <laughs> like if i if i weren't so good at music they'll be like doing table tennis at the olympics not that's
3: insane that's... they were both
2: so good and like it got to the final which was like tom versus zach and Matt, it was it was like some of the best it was like the best sporting event I've ever been to, I reckon. That's
3: incredible.
2: Who won? Uh I think Zach won. He's yeah. so good. But yeah, they're both fucking, you know, they're they legends of music, legends of table tennis. Think, so. <laughs> well the
3: two always go hand in hand, so
2: <laughs> exactly. Uh
3: I just thinking about the idea that, that Rage Against Machine are getting their text to cart a load of um a load of table tennis uh, tables around <laughs> around Ireland with them, like that's really funny to me somehow. Yeah,
2: it's, I mean, when obviously I thought it was like they just found one. Do you know what I mean they found? Yeah, like yeah. A Set up, but like you know, the table had like the star <laughs> on it, and I was like, "This is oh, fucking this sick. is badass." <laughs> Belter,
3: it beats uh, it beats um, Rod Stewart taking twenty footballs on tour with him, <laughs> yes. or whatever it is.
1: He also he, he also warms up. Um... On like a karaoke machine, and in his dressing room, he has a little like nineteen seventies like disco setup, and that's enough.
2: Halfway he, he, he warms up by keeping like football keepy ups or something like that. Yeah. He probably Maybe does, he does that both as well, at
1: but
3: the same like, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> keepy ups and
3: bellowing "Sweet <laughs> yeah. Caroline" or
1: something. Yeah. He he employs a little man to pump them all up by hand. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> Amazing.
3: Rod well, Stewart, eh? um, that that's been marvelous. What a lovely what a lovely heartwarming way to end as well. Yeah. Table tennis with Rage Against the Machine. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you, guys. Um, really, really fun. Um, hope you're enjoying, uh, post-apocalyptic Britain, and um, we'll uh, speak to you very soon. Cheers, for
1: having us. Cheers, no mate. Worries. Take care. mum. Bye bye.